So before we get started, I want to tell you about the best thing that has happened to the podcasting world, and that is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You can go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You can even find it on the App Store of any iPhone or Android. The app is called Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R. Um, So I'm going to talk about my experience with sleep paralysis. And this is going to be something that I'm uh, recording. Well, I should be recording. I'm actually not screen recording at the moment. Turn that on. All right, so I'm actually recording this live session for the Detox America podcast. Um, And what I'm talking about is sleep paralysis and I have experienced sleep paralysis maybe two to three hundred times in my short life. Um, I'm 32 years old and the experiences started to happen when I was about 21 or 22. So I've been dealing with sleep paralysis for about 10 years and it's something that I experience quite often and I think on average maybe uh, the average person might experience sleep paralysis once or twice maybe three times in their entire lifetime Um, and it's still uh, still a very um, curious subject it's not it's hard to research it Uh, it's so it's so rare that it happens there's not much research that has been done on it Um, but as for me I've done as much research as I think I could um, but I also experience it so often that I feel like I'm pretty well qualified to talk about it and so I'm just gonna jump into it I think um, for me, like I said, I've I've had uh, sleep paralysis probably about 200 to 300 times in my life, and it's uh, it's still frightening uh, to this day. It's still one of the scariest things I think I'll ever go through. Um, but with that being said, I've learned to live with it. It's something that I've learned to cope with and just accept it as a part of my life. This is something that I'm probably going to have to battle with for the rest of my life. Uh, going on 10 years and it still happens. It's not as frequent as it used to be when I was younger. I would uh, I would experience sleep paralysis every night um, and like the title of this this video experiencing it five times a night every night for a whole week and that's probably just putting it lightly. I, um, I, I would say maybe five to ten times a night some nights I wouldn't sleep at all because I was just so afraid to close my eyes. It's a, it's a terrifying experience. And at that young age, when this was just now 
starting to happen to me, I uh, had no idea what was going on and I had no idea if it was ever going to stop, um, if I would ever get over it, um, or if I was going to die in my sleep. That is something that uh, is definitely very frightening. Um, the possibility of dying in your sleep. I don't think anybody has died in their sleep due to sleep paralysis, but it definitely feels like that. Um, but, um, no, I, I never died. Um, but it's still frightening to this day, and it still sometimes feels like I might die. Um, it, it, it gets hard to breathe. Uh, your, your, heart start, your heart starts to race. Um... And there's, but there's ways to uh, overcome those things, and there's ways to breathe deeper, slow down your breathing. You're conscious, and you can slow down your breathing, and you can slow down your heart rate, um, almost like you're like you're meditating. Um, it's it's kind of like having an anxiety attack in your sleep. Um, but with all of that aside, for those of you who don't know what sleep paralysis is, if it's never happened to you, I think the most common thing that people talk about when experiencing sleep paralysis, I think even going back hundreds of years, uh, people say that uh, it feels like somebody's sitting on your chest. That's, that's always been uh, the main thing that people focus on when talking about sleep paralysis. But it feels like somebody sitting on your chest, and sometimes people actually see something sitting on their chest. Hundreds of years ago, when they talked about this phenomenon, a lot of people would say that it, it was possibly demons. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think uh, demons is the answer. Uh, maybe spirits? Maybe other dimensional spirits? Uh, I think maybe that's possible. Um, but. Me personally, I never saw the demon sitting on my chest. What my first experience that I remember was aliens. What seemed to be aliens, three dark figures in my bedroom. And uh, for those who don't know, when you're when you're experiencing sleep paralysis, your body is still asleep, but your mind is awake, and you're aware of your surroundings, even though you're asleep. You still know that you're laying in your bed and you still know that you know what your bedroom looks like you're fully aware of that and it's as if you're awake it's as if you just woke up and you're laying here in your bedroom but your body cannot move and so um, what happens and this is where the scientific research comes in what happens is your brain releases a chemical. I forgot what the chemical is named. Uh, I maybe could have done a little bit of research before talking about this, but there's a chemical that your brain releases to paralyze your body when you go to sleep. And the reason it does that so that you don't act out your dreams. Say you're running from somebody in your dreams, um, instead of your body actually acting that out while you're asleep, your brain paralyzes your body. Or if you're fighting somebody in your sleep, you don't start swinging. Your brain releases a chemical to paralyze your body to protect you from doing those things while you sleep. And so in sleep paralysis, your, your body is still receiving that chemical. Your body is still paralyzed, but your mind is awake. And now you're, you're trying to get out of this experience. 
Um, you want to wake up. You want to move your body. You want to maybe move into a more comfortable position. You just want to wake up out of this dream state, but you can't. And with my experience, and I'm sure this is an experience for a lot of people who experience uh, sleep paralysis, I have to rip myself out of my body. I, I'm, I'm paralyzed in my bed, and I literally have to like yank myself out, but I can't. That's the problem, is I'm trying to yank myself out of sleep, but I can't because my body's paralyzed. And you can try as hard as with all your might, you can try to pull yourself out, but you can't. Your body is paralyzed. And so there's, there's methods that people have used to kind of wake themselves up. And I've tried to adopt some of these methods. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, people say try to shake your head as much as you can and that could wake you up. Um, or try to count with your toes, like count as much as possible. And this is the weird thing is that you're asleep, but you're still very conscious. You're still very aware of what is going on. Um, fully conscious. And that's that's the phenomenon about it, is that we all know what it's like to be in the sleep space, to be in that realm of the dream. And sleep paralysis is a, a dance between the dream state and waking reality. Um, so anyways, when I'm trying to get out of sleep paralysis, I can literally feel myself rip out of my own body. And this has happened to me many times when I'm trying to wake up. I will try to fight myself out. I will try to pick up my arm just to roll myself over, um, even though I'm paralyzed. I try to pull myself out. And this has happened so many times where I pull myself out and I find myself on the floor but I'm not even awake yet, and I'm not even on the floor. Consciously, I believe that I am on the floor. Consciously, that is what I'm experiencing. But in reality, I'm still laying in my bed. But what I see and what I feel is that I have now ripped myself out of bed and I'm laying on the floor, but then it snaps and I'm right back on my back and I'm still asleep, trying to get out. Um, it, it, it's frightening, it's scary, like I said, and like I said, it's something that I've learned to just cope with and accept that this is going to be my reality, maybe for the rest of my life. It's not something that I'm so much afraid of anymore, um, it's just something that I've accepted, and I'm okay with it, and actually, I'm, I'm glad that I get to experience something so strange. The brain is such a mystery. The brain is so strange. We don't understand half of what we should know about the brain or consciousness or what is happening in the sleep state. It's, um, I, I'm, I'm glad that I get to dive into that realm of, of dancing between the dream state and waking reality. I feel like it's, only, it's a blessing. It's scary as shit, but it's a blessing because I'm experiencing a state of consciousness that many people don't get to experience. And I get to explore this realm. What is it? What's actually going on? What is the dream state? What, where do we go? What is this? Some people say it's a false reality, that it's not even real, that it's a hallucination. But I believe... Hey, Jorge, what's up, man?
thanks for stopping by. Uh, if you can, just comment uh, some of your experience, if you can, real quick. Uh, say what you've gone through, and maybe I can, you know, share my opinion on whatever it is that you're going through. I'm, I'm actually really interested in hearing what you have to say. Um, like I said, this this the, our brain is such a mystery, and um, we have consciousness is a mystery. Uh, our realms of reality is a mystery. And how much of reality are we even experiencing? You know, they say that uh, we, we only use five senses. We use five senses to perceive our reality, but they say that those five senses, those five senses are only like one one thousandth of a reality. There's so much more that we cannot see, that we cannot perceive through our five senses. Uh, animals, insects, they perceive differently than we do. Um, anybody familiar with hallucinogens, we experience things beyond our senses. And that's what the dream state is. It's a reality outside of our normal reality. And uh, Danielle says, I'm ready for the lucid dreams convo. So when it comes to lucid dreams, it all kind of ties into each other. The lucid dreams are our exploration of that conscious state. This extra... We, we have power to manipulate that reality in the dream state. And I'm familiar with lucid dreaming. I used to do it a lot more when I was younger. And I don't know, it kind of gave way into the sleep paralysis, where sleep paralysis was... Uh, getting was interfering with my lucid dreaming but i've had lucid dreams where i could i've been attacked by a tiger in a dream and i i sat there and i looked at the tiger and i knew i was dreaming and i knew this tiger was about to jump at me and attack me and i told myself you know instead of having this tiger attack attack me in my dream i'm going to turn it into a butterfly and as the tiger jumped at me, he turned into a butterfly, and I was like, okay, fly out the window. Um, I've, I've, uh, I've explored the, the deep oceans. I've explored uh, the, the planets, uh, outer space, as a lucid dreamer. And um, I, think that, I think that the dream state is just a different dimension that we are able to access uh, but we don't quite understand and I think if we had more brain power and we were able to understand it that we could probably stay in the dream state and I think it's just one of those layers of consciousness that exist or a dimension of consciousness that exists I think consciousness is the overall permeating factor of the entire universe it definitely gives me anxiety to where it wakes me up yeah it can do that um but um maybe try when you're in that if you're conscious of your dream if you're conscious that you're lucidly dreaming and you can control things maybe just work on some breath like just try to breathe and exist inside your realm i know it's really hard um but um Maybe if you want to play in that world, then uh, maybe work on some breathing techniques to slow your heart rate down and just 
gain traction. Um, but like I was saying, consciousness, I believe, is what permeates everything in the universe. The reason for being is because there is one conscious creative flow. That's what consciousness is, the creative flow of energy that creates all things, that has created all things. Um, but this conscious layer has so many, there's so many factors to it. Um, probably countless, probably infinite. Um, and I think that our brains are receptors of consciousness. Our, I don't think that our brains produce consciousness. I think that our brains receive consciousness. Um, I forgot who it was, but they said our brains are like TVs. They receive a signal. They don't put out the signal. There's a signal out there. The 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 consciousness is the signal and our brains pick it up like a TV picks up a signal and and produces an image that's what our brain is doing and so uh, if a TV breaks it's not that that signal is gone it's that it's no longer receiving the signal and so that's what happens when we die when our physical body when our brain shuts down we're no longer receiving that signal um, but that doesn't mean that that signal can't be picked up by another TV or another brain. And I think that's what happens. I think overall, everything is one. Everything is a part of that one consciousness. And there's just 7 billion brains picking it up and receiving it. Or even plants or any other t intelligent being picks up on consciousness. Even the cells in our fingers, even the, the blood going through our veins, these are material that the universe has created or that consciousness has created and that's why I say that consciousness is the creative energy of the universe um, so when we're dreaming I feel like we're picking up on a different layer um, and then when we're going through sleep paralysis or lucid dreaming or astral projection what we're really doing is experiencing a layer of consciousness or of reality the who knows how many dimensions of reality that we're picking up on and we're able to explore they say that humans only access about 10 percent of their brain we use all of our brain but i think that we only we're only using 10 percent of its power if we could use more of the brain's power imagine what we could do imagine what we would be able to do if we're only using 10% imagine what we could do if we accessed 50% if we're able to look into you know manipulate things uh tele you know telekinetically or um honestly i think that's how the ancients used to do a lot of things but that's a different topic for a different time um What else do I have to say? What else, what, what are you guys saying? I'm sorry. Okay, but um. Anyways, I I wanted to keep this kind of nootropics for telekinesis. Uh, yeah, dude, Danny for sure. Um, I think the more that we discover about the sciences, about the brain, about nootropics, about neuroscience, um, the more we might be able to access. 
these realms that uh, seem so foreign to us. Um, nootropics are dope, and even uh, psychedelics, I think, help us access that those realms that are hard to perceive. Um, and I think that there's a lot that we can learn from them. That's why I feel like uh, all of the very frightening experiences I've had with uh, sleep paralysis, I feel like, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's scary as shit, but I get to explore a side of consciousness that many people don't get to explore. Um, and who knows what it is? And like I said, with my first experience of sleep paralysis there was three dark figures over my bed and they leapt onto me and I woke up but I couldn't move I was fully aware of my surroundings where I was at and these dark figures crept over my bed and they leapt at me and I woke up after that and the only thing that you know I instantly thought aliens right you know you hear all of these abduction stories. People talk about being abducted by aliens. They tell all these crazy stories and a lot and it mostly happens at night, right? So what if all of these experiences with aliens are happening in a lucid dream state, a um sleep paralysis type state? You know, a lot of the alien abduction stories, people say that they can't move and they're being operated on and maybe there is some truth to that um my thing is that a lot of people say these are hallucinate these are hallucinations they're not real they're not actually happening but i'm still experiencing it that means it's real it's a real experience for me that it's actually happening so how can you tell me that this isn't real that it's just a hallucination it's an, a real experience that I really feel, that I really see, and that makes it 100% real to me. Are these beings that crept over my bed and leapt onto my body, I maybe they're a figment of my imagination, but they exist somewhere in some realm. You have a lot of people who experience the same thing. A lot of people experience the demon sitting on their body or the maybe not a demon but a figure sitting on their body on their chest and it's hard to breathe and they can't get up these are experiences that thousands of people have witnessed all the same thing so maybe they are beings in other dimensions that we just can't perceive on a day to, on the waking state we can't perceive these things in the waking state because we're not tuned in. Our brain is not tuned in to those levels of consciousness when we're awake. We're limited to our five senses. Um, so maybe these beings exist in other realms. Maybe they're not meaning to do us harm either. I don't think they're actually meaning to do us harm if, if they are real con conscious sentient beings. Um, I just don't think that we have the the power, the brain power, the capacity to really understand what is going on there. But it's definitely something um, mugwort for astral projection. I've never heard of that, man. Um, 
maybe we can talk about that later and you could elaborate on that a little bit more. Um, I haven't talked too much about astral projection, but um, that's definitely uh, a very interesting topic itself. Um, I've, I've astral projected a few times, not as many times as I've lucid dreamed, and definitely not as many times as I've had sleep paralysis, but I think they're all definitely tied into each other. Um, some are, some aren't trying to cause harm entities. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if entities are really trying to cause harm. I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a, a discussion that we could have. I mean, you have good and evil, you have, you know, these different kind of dual, the dualistic experience, um, I think is a, an illusion. Duality is an illusion because at the end of the day, everything is whole. Everything is one. I think everything stems from consciousness, one consciousness, our existence. There's uh, there's so many things that, you know, there's you and there's me and there's good and there's bad and there's chaos and there's order. Um, there's boy and there's girl. There's all of these different things that separate us, but at the end of the day, it all comes back to one thing, to creation. Consciousness is creation. And so to call something good or to call something bad is just an illusion. They are one and the same. Um, and, and I don't think that it's bad at the end of the day. But um, maybe, it, I guess, it, I think if these entities mean to do you harm, that might be... Um, subjective. I don't think it's an objective truth, but it might be subjective. Um, if you perceive what they are doing is harmful to you, then you might gravitate towards that energy more and it might end up harming you more than it would have if you didn't gravitate to the fear or that uh, perceived evil. Um, I personally have never given any of these entities power over my life and I don't think they have ever affected me in any negative way. And um, I have accepted all of these things that have happened and come to peace with it. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a very powerful move and I think that when we accept those things that go wrong with us, that once we accept them we can move into uh, instead of playing a victim, we can move into doing greater things and more powerful things in our life. Um, I don't know how long I've been going on about this. Um, I just wanted to touch on a few things. This is something that um, I've, I, like I said, I've dealt with uh, sleep paralysis for uh, about 10 years, maybe a little more. Um, and it's something that I'm very passionate about and something that's not talked about a lot or even understood. And I just kind of wanted to explain what I've come to understand about it. And uh, like I said, I just, I learned to live with it. It's probably something that I'll never get rid of, but I accept the challenge, no matter how frightening it is. It scares the shit out of me. One of the scariest things I'll ever go through it, especially when I go through it multiple times a night. Um, it doesn't happen as often as it used to, um, but now it's probably like, one night every other week, and I'll go through maybe three or four episodes of sleep paralysis, and it sucks. But I have also, at times, learned how to control it. 
um, the, the, the frightening aspect of it. I've learned how to kind of slow down my breathing. I'm conscious. I'm aware. I know what's happening to me. I just need to slow down my breathing, slow down my heart rate. And at that moment is where I feel is best for astral projection. Because if you stay in this state, if you don't fight it, if you don't try to rip yourself out of sleep paralysis and you stay in that place, you get to explore so many different realms of that reality than you'll ever get to explore anywhere else. You're in a conscious state where you can come out of body. You can float above the world. You can go anywhere in the world that you can imagine. If you can mentally picture a place, you can go there in the dream state. Um, and being conscious while your body is paralyzed, you get that really strange opportunity to go there. Um, and it's something that I'm still practicing, I'm still working on when I'm in that very frightening state of sleep paralysis. I'm still working on slowing my breathing, slowing down my heart rate, and exploring the realm. Um, sometimes I will completely melt into my bed and dip down into the center of the earth, come back up and be over the earth. You get that overview effect of the earth and I get to pick and choose where I want to go. What do I want to experience? Um, it's very interesting and I think that we're unlocking a part of the brain or a different reality, a dimension. Like I said, it's real. It's not just something that I experience as a hallucination. It's something that I experience as a real-life phenomenon. It's what I'm going through. So nobody can tell me it's not real. It is 100% real to me because I'm experiencing it. And so I am, like I said, blessed to be able to explore these realms of consciousness that many people don't get the opportunity to explore. I'm blessed that it happens to me so often that I've become comfortable with it. And um, now I get to play around a bit and explore consciousness. It's a beautiful thing. I'm no longer afraid of it. Um, but it's still such a curiosity. And the brain is just such a mystery. It's a beautiful thing. It's why I study psychology, a little bit of neuroscience. I want to get more into neuroscience and sleep science. But, um, God, it's a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful experience to be here and be alive and experience something so frightening, but so uh, full of possibilities. And um, I don't know. I might have some more to say about it later. I'm going to read everybody's comments. It's hard to do when I'm talking and explaining things. But I'm going to read everybody's comments and I will reply to everybody. I want to keep doing, uh, I think I'm going to do a live thing every week, every Wednesday. I think I'm going to go live for a little bit and talk about these crazy, sh crazy things, all kinds of crazy things. Um, I had one person who wants me to talk about death in the afterlife, and that's something that I'm very passionate about as well, understanding death, coming to peace with death in the afterlife. So um, that's something that I... I think I'm going to go live and talk about that next Wednesday. Um, this is going to go up on the Detox America YouTube channel. And um, if you missed any part, you can go there and um, 
rewatch this. Uh, you can comment on the YouTube channel. Please do that. Get some interaction on the YouTube channel so that bumps me up in the algorithm. Uh, something that we I need to start focusing on a lot more and, and get people more involved. Um, but other than that, man, uh, it was great. I'm glad that I finally got to talk about this. Um, uh, there's still so much more I could elaborate on, but I'm glad I got some of that off my chest. I'm glad that you guys came out and, uh, and listened to me and commented. Uh, it was fun, and I can't wait to do it again next week. So until next time, I'll see you later.